Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucie. Boutros Golly. Michael. Sunrento, Cotton, Sunrento, and the love of old Lucy. Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I, this is the moment that the Sun Ranto Show was built for. Um, it's a, it is we, we, right. we, we take things from a ranting uh, standpoint. Uh, we we don't give up ever. We will never give up, and uh, we just think that the Cubs should win all the time. And and if we if they don't, we will be uh, mad about it, and we will rant about it. And the Cubs aren't winning, so we're here to, to rant about it. This show is brought to you by our 115 Patreon supporters and yes. Blake Beard's tickets at the Blake Beard on Twitter if you want the best Cheers. seats down the third baseline. Also by Rogue Long Wave Creative for all your branding, graphic, and web designs needs. And the Cubs PS Plus podcast, a North, North Side numbers game. Thank you for supporting the Sun Ranto show with your patronage. Um, uh, and uh, we have, uh, let me introduce my co-host. I'm Danny Rocket. Infield Fly Girls here. How are you? I am disappointed, but we'll talk about that a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> but you, you showed us an awesome Kyle Schwarber shirt that you have on today. Ah, the- uh, yes. So, um, yes, in honor of the upcoming uh, Home Run Derby, this is the Kyle Schwarber uh, silhouette from the 2019 Home Run Derby that he absolutely won. Yes, he did. Bryce Harper is you a Bryce Harper, You cheater. Yeah, Bryce Harper and his dad both cheated. Yeah. And oh, wait, hold on, hold on. IFG, you yes. said you were disappointed. I figured you would be like on cloud nine for the next, say, six, seven, eight days until you get to go to. Ah, okay, so, um, yes. So I'm in Seattle, if y'all don't know. 
And uh, so home run, uh, the All-Star Week is coming up. I'm going to go to the HBCU game. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Get to see the historically some of the... black college and university game. Yes. Exactly. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. That's the inaugural event there. Um, and then I'll definitely be going to the Home Run Derby. And I just found out today I'm also going to the All-Star Game. So yes! show, show, live, yeah. reporting something or other. I don't know. I'll have all the gossip when I get back. Yeah, no other show has this. Not not even Marquee is going. They've got no budget for it. <laughs> <laughs> but Sun Ranto Show, we're going. To be fair, they weren't even going to let the Cubs go. Like any of the Cubs. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the All-Stars <laughs> that did get in. There are going to be three All-Stars. We'll talk about them. And also tonight, uh, Sandra Marchetti is going to come on the show, and we are going to pick the Ranter lo- Poet Laureate that's joining the, the, the Dead Poet Society here. Um, we are going to have so much poetry today, people. Oh, stick to it. ready. Well, Aisle 228 will be won by the new member of the Ranter Poetry Group later on. And uh, what else are we going to do today? Oh, we're going to talk about those all-stars and uh, go through some of the, I don't know, we'll talk about the gear that they released. It's always fun to when MLB thinks they have a good idea about some stylish things that they'll put out. I am going to have to do some pregame shopping, so I might need some help picking out which merch to buy. Yeah, we'll talk all about it. But, uh, and, but first, I thought because of the week we've had, we should take a spin of the bitch clock to start this show. Just like get the ball rolling. Well, actually, I didn't in- inter- introduce everybody. I- how about Cubes fan Michael Cotton is here? We already t- heard from him screaming in your ears and uh, talking about stuff already. But why don't you be the first one to to uh, do the bitch clock today? Uh, because I've been okay. listening to you on Cubs Pod, which is a Patreon only perk that you can listen to our daily show if you are a Patreon member. But um, uh, which, which, Michael Cotton, on, by the way, the last two these were supposed to. Danny, remember when you had this idea? Like, let's do this. You know, they'll be short. They'll be 10, 12 minutes. Right. That was our plan. Yeah. You did one half hour long. Yeah, you did one just, yesterday that was a half hour. I listened to it this morning and I was like, I got to keep it shorter than that. I think I went 29 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just yelling about bunting, you know, just it, it was it, it was bad. So I'm going to put you in the bitch clock seat here and uh, I'm going to I'm going to share right, this screen here of, of what we got and you gotta uh, read these off. Yeah, so this is what we asked in the Ranter Discord, also on the Sun Ranto Ranters page on Facebook, for some bitch clock grievances. And uh, this is what we got so far. This is an incomplete list, and in some of the some we had a lot of doubles, of course. But people talked about the team being inconsistent, team chemistry being off, Seiya Suzuki being a bust. Um, why the fuck should I watch this team? Is a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Bunting. Beer prices, uh, beer prices slash team quality, as in like you're not allowed to charge this with such a crappy team on the field uh, is the idea there. Players playing out of position uh, weekend, weekend night games at Wrigley. Um, David Ross, (laughs) just general topic, (laughs) uh, pretending, pretending they are contenders. Jamison Tyone's presence in the rotation. (laughs) Um, losing the DH today slash the double switch that happened due to Magical's injury, which we're going to bitch about regardless of <laughs> it coming up on the bitch clock wheel. 
Um, also, uh, Morrell not having a position, uh, selling at the spin that they will spin us when we sell at the trade deadline. So just the pre being mad at that, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, maybe this is a related topic to that last one. But Jed, <laughs> that's the other. Just Jed. Jed. Yeah, just Jed. Listen to a story about a man named Jed. Oh, I think I have to do that. We got we got just oh, yeah. Jared this week, right? And then now we got just Jed. So let's give the bitch clock wheel a spin, shall we? Um, I'm going to spin it. And Michael, you get a do over if you don't like your topic. But I I feel like uh, most of I'll, these. I'll are... just I'll go for it. Yeah, I'm bad at these. Oh, but... oh, could it be? Oh, actually, you're, this is a good one for you. Morel oh. not having a position. Yes. Okay, I can do this. So, all right. So, uh, I'm going to start the bitch clock. Thirty seconds to bitch. Wait, hold, hold on. Right. Bitch clock. You have thirty seconds to bitch. Wake the fuck up, David Ross and fucking Jed Hoyer. What are you doing? You have no idea what you have on the field. Christopher Morrell is. The all-star. No matter what these other fucking people do this week and where they go and what uniform they get, your all-star is Christopher Morrell, and you're fucking wasting him by moving him all over the field and not giving him opportunity to play. That goes back to you guys having to evaluate the talent on this fucking team. Thank you. Thank you. I knew you were going to, I knew the last thing you were going to say was evaluate the talent. <laughs> I, yeah, I had to get to that. I couldn't, couldn't finish it. But. You were bitching pretty good about that on the show, on the Cubs pod the other day about the Cubs lack of ability. And IFG, you were thinking that maybe uh, it would be possible that Christopher Morrell might get a shot at the home run derby. Is that off if, only if somebody quits, right? Well, there's there should, I think, still be two spots open for the Home Run Derby. They've got six confirmed people so far, and I believe they usually do eight guys. So, fingers crossed, like, maybe he'll get in. As far as the All-Star game itself, like, first of all, he should have just been named an All-Star. But people tend, every year, you know, a few people decide not to go. So, there's a chance he might be able to sneak in. Again, fingers crossed. I really do think he deserves to be on the field somewhere, if not at the home, uh, if not at the All Star Game, then in the Home Run Derby. Absolutely, he had that great run of home runs earlier on in the year when they first finally let him come in and play, and I think he deserves the spot. Dude's on pace for like fifty home runs or something. He's I mean, only played in half the games, forty-two games. Right, they've played eighty three now, so he he's played forty two games. He's got fifteen home runs. I don't yep. know exactly where that puts him in the the leaderboards, but he's got to be up near like the top ten, maybe top fifteen or something like that. And he's played half the games, and in the fact that he's been in half the games, that doesn't necessarily say it because there were at least five of those when he was getting like you know pinch hit chances and shit like that. Like it wasn't yep. a full. Because we know he's not a starter. Yeah, he's not a starter. Everyone, I know you love Christopher Morrell, but guess what? He's not a starter. He's not a starter. I don't know why he's not a starter, but he's not a fucking starter because Jed and David Ross don't think he's a starter. He's not a starter. 
I don't know why the fuck he's not starting. They call him I'm a utility. Mind. They call him a utility man, and uh, I don't know. For the record, I I want everybody to go back to our first couple episodes of this season, where I was telling everybody, keep your eye on Christopher Morrell. Everybody's going to underrate him, but he is the one to keep your eye on. If there's anybody on this team that's going to show themselves up, it's going to be Christopher Morrell. And I, and I, I love this. Terry E says Ross is sending Master Boney to the home run derby. <laughs> <laughs> he's due he's due um all right uh ifg you want to sit in the uh bitch clock uh, yeah let's seat? go for it uh, okay cool well let's give this sucker a spin uh let's see what we get this time okay we've got oh the lack oh brilliant the, the lack of team chemistry is what we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing here. So let me uh, get up the bitch clock. You have thirty seconds to bitch. Anyone remember our twenty sixteen team? How much they all just had a blast. You could have put a camera in the dugout and had picture in picture the entire time. Those guys were having fun. They loved each other. They were there. They were a team. Where is that here? We have a hundred team leaders and not a damn bit of team chemistry. What are we doing here? Why? Ah, I'm train wrecking, but damn it. I just <laughs> want fun again. Stop yeah. your I want fun again. I totally agree. This team is not fun. We were talking about this on Friday. Uh, when when I was doing the Chuggo show and uh, with with Cody and Jared Willis, and we were just like, have, can you think of a moment where you were just like enjoying the personalities of the team all no. when when you were enjoying them enjoying each other? And I think I, you know I remember it, just thinking about the guys that we still have on the team. I remember Ian Happ. With his little microphone doing uh, post-home run interviews that we were never allowed to know what they were talking about. Or, like, the waffle maker thing. Or, you know, like, if you look around the league right now, you've got, like, the Mariners have their big trident thing that everybody holds up if they hit a home run. And the Angels have that big Japanese battle helmet. And, like, these guys are having fun. They're enjoying what they're doing. They are acting like a team. And... There's just none of that vibe here. Like, I'm not seeing, you know, the the hugs in the dugout or the honest affection that a team member has for each other. The last on time this team right now, the last time I saw that at all, it was last year with Christopher Morrell and Wilson Contreras. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That was the last time, you know, when the the amazing, the amazing shot of morell turning and looking at Contreras and then taking the breath and then hitting the home run like he still that does was, that too yeah he still does it but it's they don't nobody has that anymore on this team and i agree with ifg completely they don't seem to just be having fun yeah. i wish i could remember where i read it but at some point, either I read it somewhere or somebody told me that the Astros had worked out that team chemistry is worth up to five wins over the course of the season. I believe I that is that. 
especially with a team like this, which is like suffering at the with like David Ross's kind of, you know, by the book decisions that seem like uh, Ross GPT is running the game as a and, or some other entity outside of uh, of the dugout. And also uh, on a team that is kind of new with each other. You know, that's the other issue is like you look around this team and uh, these guys haven't been playing together that long. And the fact that it's not gelling doesn't really surprise me. But yeah, anyway, um, I like to surprise me at all either. And a lot of it is because a lot of them are so old. They're playing on short term contracts. They are either toward the end of their career or they're looking for their next contract somewhere else. None of or them are invested kids, in this team. Or their kids and, completely frightened that they're going to get sent to Iowa tomorrow for nothing. Because they probably will be because we have a whole bunch of old people who aren't playing for anything to pay. Yeah. Um, no, I like not Penny Barron's comment here. Gomes tried to have fun and I can only assume she is referring to the day that Gomes tackled his pitcher two innings too early for the perfect game. Gomes just <laughs> wants to have fun. Oh, Gomes just wants to have. He, he like thought really it was wants. the last out or something and tackled his pitcher in celebration. Well, I'm going to take a spin of the bitch clock before we we just bitch about things that we're about to bitch about. So, uh, ooh, Jed. Oh. I'm so happy for you. Okay, Jed. Okay. Oh, there we go. All right. Um, let me find my little bitch clock wheel here. Uh, am I? Okay, I am in position. Is it starting again? Okay, here we go. What's wrong? Bitch clock, you have 30 seconds to bitch. Jed Hoyer has never had an original thought in, in his entire life. He sat there in, in, and he uh, was the, the in the shadow of Theo Epstein basically his entire career um, and uh, basically was a follower of, uh, of uh, Theo's. I oh, mean, I'm, now I'm train wrecking. He's a freaking nerd and he hired a bunch of computer nerds to come out and like spit out data by which he makes every Stop single decision. Ah, man, I failed. I went too slow at the beginning and then I was like, where am I going with this? Ugh. You, you know what, though, Danny, you said the most important part right up at the top. Jed Hoyer has never had an original thought in his life. And you could have you could have fucking dropped the mic on that because that's exactly what is wrong with this team? B BK writes in, you're only saying that because they're struggling right now. Uh, I, this must be your first time tuning in. Yeah, BK, we, we've been, we, yeah, we've we've been, been on always, this for a yeah, while. This, yeah, this is kind of the, the greatest hit show, really, if you want to <laughs> be honest. Um, but, I, yeah, I appreciate Data more than most baseball fans who have been watching as long as we have. And... This game, I will say it, I, I, you know I've said it a hundred times on this show, and I will say it a million times more. This game is both science and religion. You cannot just stare at numbers. Numbers are not playing this game. Baseball is not a machine where you can put quarters in and war falls out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I, we, we, we call, I, I have been 
calling it art. This show brings art back to baseball with our poetry and with uh, Matt Hammer's amazing uh, paintings and drawings and things like that. And uh, baseball is art and the numbers and, and you're right. Yeah. IFG, you're more into the numbers than we are. My thing is I'm not against the numbers. It's just in my world, numbers is where you start. Exactly. That's, that's where you start. You look at the numbers and that just gives you a baseline. And from that, you need to move forward and learn how to work with the people and use that to your best advantage. But everyone else seems to end with the numbers. None of the other shit matters. They fucking end with those numbers. That's why David Ross uh, brings Mancini in for Jared Young to pinch hit at the end of a fucking blowout game. Like, Mancini doesn't need that at bat. I like what Terry E says in the chat. Uh, Jed is like my dog after a three-hour car ride. Dude has got to go. And BK says he was talking, or they were talking about uh, team chemistry uh, when they they said that. I'm only saying that right now. Um, the problem is, it, I'm. We said that before too with the team chemistry because they've just been losing. So it's like as they spiral and, down the season and it's just like, it, it is frustrating, but can I just and say, I'm sorry, but if you go back to the first shows from this season, I was saying even back then that we were going to end up in a situation where we had way too many cooks and we're going to end up with screwed up broth. Yeah. It's, they just didn't click together. And uh, I, I don't know what's going on. It's just, a, I mean, then you even look at the personnel and this is something I should have said in my Jed rant because it, it kind of goes to it's a good segue to our next segment where we talk about today's game um this team has three catchers and three first basemen on it right now um so when what happened today when we lost our dh when nick madrigal pulled his hammy which you know he probably will be day to day for about a week in which we'll play shorthanded at which point he will go on the il and we won't see him for a month and a half which is how these things have tended to work with this team um you know we didn't have anybody to fill in over there at third base so we went from basically basically having nine third basemen on this team to having three catchers, three first basemen and no, th- and no third basemen. Uh, I mean, because Christopher well, we Morel, do have a third baseman, no. just nobody will let him fucking play no. there. No, I don't. Well, well, and it, it killed me on, by the way, on Sunday night when, you know, we're all bitching about Christopher Morel playing third base and then he just, throws one away just so terribly i'm like yeah that we're gonna get killed for this but maybe he wouldn't do that if he had more of an opportunity to play over there it's we don't maybe have numbers on it. that position <laughs> prior to game number 82 like yeah. that's the thing it's like uh what was madrigal doing game one or wisdom doing game one they haven't had perfect seasons. They've made mistakes. But, you know, it's like, it's just that this mistake comes after literally half the season. And so it feels like, oh, well, maybe they're on to something. Well, no, they, they've they not given this guy a chance at all to play this position and really learn it. They haven't given him a chance to learn any position at the major league level. They're bouncing him around like a goddamn ping, ping pong ball. Like, yeah. And today, give the boy a job. Like, how can anybody, anybody, 
learn to play at the major league level if their own team doesn't trust them enough to give them a job to learn. Yeah, and Ian Happ said it, like when they finally gave him left field and quit moving him all around, he said that really helped him settle in. And I know different players are different. Maybe some guys like to switch it up because it keeps your brain fresh and going. Morel might be one of those guys. He might want to contribute in that way, and they're forcing it on him. But, I mean, this is brought up in the chat. I wanted to point it out because today – uh, it was poorly managed by Ross to lose the DH because you could have let Jared Young play third base for four innings of the game is all it would have been. And Jared Young actually had quite a few reps this year, especially at third base, because if you didn't know, he's kind of blocked by Matt Mervis in Iowa right now. So like he has been taking on more roles uh, of more of a utility role. So you could have moved him over and not lost your DH. Like, it would so, not be the first time David Ross simply forgot the designated hitter rules. So here's the thing. If people did not watch this game, uh, some people didn't. And even the people who did watch this game have no fucking clue why we're annoyed with this. David Ross didn't understand how to use the DH in this situation. So uh, Smiley was imploding. So they wanted to pull him out. But right at the exact same time, Madrigal went down with uh, tightness in his hamstring or something, right? So there's one out left in the fourth inning, fifth inning, and no, fourth inning. It was really early. And they had to replace the third baseman and the pitcher. Well, this is a DH league. So you do not have to do a double switch. That's not how the fucking world works anymore. You could have moved. You had Mancini, Gomes, and Amaya on the bench and Suzuki, who I thought was too injured to play, but apparently he could have because he did. But you could have actually moved Mancini out to first, moved Jared Young over to third. Boom. Problem solved. Morell stays as the DH, but instead David Ross doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yep. And this dumb motherfucker takes the DH and puts the DH at third base. And then that forces Fulmer to take Madrigal's spot and Madrigal's spot was second up in, in the next, the next fucking <laughs> inning. So... Fulmer's out there. He's a fucking lifetime relief pitcher. Played his whole life in the fucking AL. And we have a DH now in the NL. There's no chance this motherfucker's ever got a hit, right? Like, maybe he did. I don't know. But he's fucking never gotten these opportunities. And he's out there swinging a bat. Do you know why? Because David Ross doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Oh, my God. And then I got so fucking confused. And we're arguing about this in Discord. And I'm saying out there that uh, all he had to do was uh, put anybody off the bench at third, put Mancini at third. Mm -hmm. And then he gets one out. They get out of it. Mancini gets to take the hit. And then they have to pinch hit the rest of the game. That's fine. And Morell's playing third if that's what you wanted to do. But you make the switch after... Your guy bats. Yeah. And then literally, I'm telling my son about this argument and what the fuck's happening. And he goes, well, why didn't you just move Young over to third? And I'm like, oh, my God. 
that is even better than what I fucking came up with. Right. And it's just that when people are as dumb as David Ross, and that's where you have to start is just fucking dealing with that fucking idiocy. It derails your whole thought process. So you don't even see the easy, simple answer of moving young over and putting Mancini at first. Yeah, well, and can I bring up something for, about David Ross uh, that's maybe not his fault? And I want to, I want your take on it. Uh, but the there was a play in the, I think it was in the Phillies series, and it was Morell. He he bunted with uh, runners, I believe, on first and third. Uh, was it first at third? Anyway, he, he kind of sacrificed the runner from first to second with no outs. And he was the third hitter. He was the number three hitter and he bunted. And then Nick Madrigal also bunted in the same game and he forgot how many outs there were. And he bunted with two outs and he bunted right to the first baseman. And he was out before Boog even had to, had an opportunity to say that he had bunted because he bunted. So it was such a terrible bunt. <laughs> and, and I guess my question and, and I have to take this first is that it, is this Ross's fault or is this the individual player's fault? Cause as soon as this happened twice in the game that people are making these decisions, I'm like, uh, I think that nobody's running this thing. Like. So a number one, never bunt <laughs> ever. What are we doing here? Never bunt. There is never a reason to bunt in Major League Baseball. Just don't do it. Um, secondly, if you have two guys bunting, <laughs> that's somebody not communicating after the first time it happened. Hey, don't fucking do that. <laughs> hey, Thirdly, see what that did? That dude did in that other inning. Out and then say, oh, by the way, I had nothing to do with that. These guys were deciding it on their own. And this dude just totally forgot how many outs there were, just throwing his guys under the bus. That's oh, just absolutely threw them under the bus. Yeah. That's just shitty leadership. So, well, And then Morell was like, well, I thought it was the right thing to do. I'm like, well, who told you that? Like, well, like, here's here's the thing: we've got about fifteen clubhouse leaders that didn't tell them that wasn't the right thing to do. Yeah, who's doing their job here? At least Christopher was trying. No, he's you can... a kid. He's brand new. Somebody lead him the right way. We are certainly paying enough of you to do that. David Elliott says, "Now that both leagues have the DH, there's no need for a sack bunt because the pitchers don't have to hit." Oh, wait. wait. Yeah. Except for today when Fulmer went so, up there and struck out. Yeah. Was it was it dumb for Morrell to bunt? Yes. Is it the first time this season he's been in a position where somebody was like, hey, maybe you should bunt? No, it's not. They've made him bunt more yeah. times than he probably should have. So he may have gone up there legitimately thinking, hey, they, they probably... might want me to bunt here. Well, and I wonder about the pitch clock that they can't really give the signs because remember they would look down to the third base coach uh -huh. and he'd be sitting there like doing the Macarena, and then they'd be like, then he'd dig in. And then... <laughs> the signs take more than fifteen seconds. Exactly. <laughs> They're just fucking all three strikes. Well, I, you, you do it with the a pitch biggest count. thing for me is Ross coming out and throwing the guys under the bus for it. He's the one in charge there. If there are two guys bunting in bad situations. That's on him for not making them not do that, yes. for not okay. having a better plan. So I agree with that. 
IFG, I agree with 97% of what you just said, except for when you say never bunt. I actually like bunts. The greatest game I ever went to ended on a fucking suicide or a, a safety squeeze bunt. It was amazing. Sure. Look, I love there's a, a time and a place. There's but... a time and a place for bunts. And a guy <laughs> like Madrigal is the kind of guy you probably want to bunt because he's not going to hit a home run. Morell should probably never bunt because Ever. Morell could just as easily hit a fucking ball out of Wrigley Field. Or, or, or those like cases where like then they can't shift you anymore. But like when they used to give like basically all of left field to Anthony Rizzo, and oh, he'd, he'd drop he'd, a bunt to like screw you, I'm bunting. You know, look, like, Kyle yeah, Schwarber shift fucking a ball down the third baseline to where it dies at the third baseman's fingertips. Yeah, that's great, beautiful. Love or it. if somebody's got that's a no hitter going, right here. bunt every time. Yeah, bunt at a no hitter. No, so no, or but just, that, it's a minor quibble. Look. If yeah. Ross didn't tell them to fucking bunt, well, he didn't tell them not to. It's still his fault. As IFG was saying, there's not enough leadership in there coming from David Ross that the players have no idea what he wants them to do when they're at the plate. And yep. that's a problem. Well, they and- should always know what the fuck they're supposed to do. And not because... They're professional baseball players, which is, that's A, that's one. But B, the f- look, I coach Little League. I yell out there. I see a motherfucker pull up to butt. I'm like, don't butt. <laughs> <laughs> Swing away. Well, and we're burying the lead with today's game because really the story is the Cubs were winning six to nothing with a lefty on the mound. And I was told that, the Brewers couldn't hit lefties and they didn't have to because they just stood up there and walked and then got a couple big hits Um, and, and hits I put in quotes because for some reason, umpires don't call errors anymore. It's just not a thing. Official scores. It is the participation (laughs) all week long. Jared Young should have made pod was all about that this morning. And it wasn't just you. And then the same thing happened in today's game. Jared Young should have made that play and it opened the floodgates for the Brewers. So you have already a struggling pitcher in Miley who's at, who's having trouble locating that curveball that was working so well for him earlier in the year. And now he's walking everybody with the damn thing. And you just got a lot of traffic on the base path. So you don't need your first baseman making dumb errors that are called hits. And any, anyway, um, the, uh, the issue is that we lost the game that we were winning six to nothing because no matter what grandpa Lossie did, no matter who he threw out there, he tried to play 3d chess with um, a council. And, you know, he announced one guy and then council countered and then he burned that guy and they went for the other guy. Straight up outmanaged by a much better manager. Completely outmanaged. Pantsed in Milwaukee. It should be the name of his freaking autobiography. (laughs) And it's just, it was just terrible. To, to to lose and you know it reminds me of that Jake Arrieta start when we went up. Remember they would they were winning seven nothing and then the Brewers oh, came the back. First and inning, yeah. yeah, the first inning was just a disaster and just like I mean this happens a lot to us up there. It's it feels like and I mean 
to be on this already bad stretch where you come home from London, you look completely lethargic against the Phillies. You, uh, you know, Tyone stinks twice, loses you two games. By, you, by the way, just so other people are aware, if you're not following, the Cardinals also uh, looked bad. They won their first game coming out of London, but then uh, they like late in their second game, they had a lead and they fucking blew it. And then they got their asses handed to them. Their third game, like the Cubs were not the only team getting uh, a little Cardinals won three games hungover. The Cubs have won one. Well, but that's won- the whole week. I'm saying right afterwards. Yeah. The Cardinals were a little bit lethargic as well. Yeah. But we just, we, we still are apparently uh, just the worst jet lag ever. But um, but if you look into like, you know, that that Philly series, you know, just we weren't in those games like there was the one where they tried to come back in the middle where Morrell took that awesome bases loaded walk. You know, Mm -hmm. that was really impressive. They tried to fight back in that one. Didn't work out because Smiley had already dug him a huge hole with a really bad outing way worse than today's. And then uh, then you had the bunt game, which we already talked about when when they're just making dumb decisions and they lose actually on the margins three to one. Was that the closest game in the Philly series? Then the Guardians come to town. Uh, I'll talk about the losses first. You get a six to nothing uh, late game starts at 9 p.m. local time where it rains all day, fans are there all, all day long. Stroman doesn't do that well, I think, and we get carved up by a rookie. And Hold then, on, Danny. You were in Chicago. Was it raining yes. at 120? No. They could have no, played the game. They could have played during the day. Yeah. That was on and the they would have gotten that game in. But, no, they you know decided to fucking play at night, and then they kept kicking it back till they didn't even get started until 9 o'clock. And then you had an eight to six loss, which they were down big and they fought back in that game. Morrell with a dong. He had two dogs on the week and like he and uh, but, you know, once again, Tyone had dug them that hole and they couldn't climb back into it and end up tying it at the last minute. But you knew they needed to win Sunday night in the ninth inning. You knew that the moment that the ninth ended that they couldn't get more than that sack fly. I don't know what you're talking about, Danny. That game ended in a tie. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Michael Cotton did not finish the Cubs pod because. uh, Uh, No, I did. I did. I went right up to the end of the game. And then when they stopped playing baseball, the game was over. Fly the tee. Yeah. In Manfred Manball, (laughs) I was thinking, do you think that there would be a possibility that um, it if enough people turned off the game that, I mean, that they would maybe get rid of the rule. I would like to think so. I mean, if you look at other professional leagues around the world um, in Japan, (laughs) in Taiwan, and as far as I know, in Korea, uh, they just call the game after 12 innings. Like if nobody wins after 12 innings, guess what? You've had enough time. Then we fly the tee. I'd rather the T than the Manfred man. I really would. Absolutely, 100%. You're still playing real baseball for 12 innings, and if you can't win in 12 innings, then nobody wins, period. Yeah, so, well. And there's been ties all throughout the history of baseball. Back in the day, before there were lights and all that shit, they used to tie games all the fucking time. 2016. 2016 has a tie. Call a game on darkness. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, 2016, the final game of the year. They just played too long, and they're like, this doesn't fucking matter anymore. And they flew the T, which 
is an amazing thing people don't remember about 2016 is that what they they ended 106 whatever 106 70 something and one i love it so and then the other game that we didn't really talk about is game one against the guardians where they won 10 to one and nick madrigal hit a home run and it would have donged in many a park so like it wasn't a cheap shot was it little well eight parks I mean, that is many. You're right. That's many, many but it's less than one third. Several parks. (laughs) At least it didn't land in the basket. Yeah, that's a a cheap shot. But but, uh, the, I mean, you've won once. We've won one game, and it was the one I just And it required required a Nick Madrigal home run to win it. And it's just... It's just frustrating because, like, the last couple games, and I know we're talking about the Guardians now, but the last two games, like, we scored six runs. Like, six runs should be enough runs to win a Major League Baseball game. Yeah. Yeah, I I always... Like, your pitching should allow you to win a game if you have scored six runs. Well, you got two All-Stars, the two uh, ERA leaders in uh, Stroman, who didn't have a great outing last time, but I kind of don't blame him because that was whole, uh, the, the rain delay, I think, probably threw him off and he wasn't great. Oh, but yeah. but uh, with Steele in the uh, All-Star game, Stroman in the All-Star game, and you mm-hmm. get those two, and then you got Hendricks pitching his ass off, and then the other two guys, whoever Tyone and whoever else it it, it may be, I can't Smiley, believe we have to deal with this dude for four yeah. years. Hold on, hold on. It's an automatic okay. loss. It's an automatic loss every. Fifth I'm going to take. I'm going to take the opposite side here, people. On Tyone, I'm going to defend Tyone right now. How? Because, because, in May, Tyone was brutal, terrible. Since May. He's gone at least five innings in every game. He's That's given not up. Long. He, listen, he's given up four to five runs in those games. That's terrible. But That's now, here's the thing. That's what we call consistency. It's what we call somebody, No, when you have somebody who's fucking Except consistent. sometimes Tyler Chatwood was good. No, Tyler Chadwood was not. He fucking, he could not, he never made it five innings. He was fucking terrible, and he would go like, he would walk everybody. No, look, Tyone's going four to five runs, five innings. It's consistent. And so when you have something consistent, the problem is, yes, your players have to lift him up, and they only had seven runs in those three games that he lost over – uh, that entire uh, over the three and two or two and three that he went in June. And so, but here's the thing. If you know, David Ross, you know, you're going to get five innings. You're going to get four to five runs. Chad Hoyer, you know, you're going to get five innings. You're going to get four to five runs. You know what you do with that? You figure out a fucking lineup that will get you six runs. You figure that shit out, or you fucking plan to have Wisniewski come in no. for three innings after that, or you do something. What I'm saying you is when you have the pen. consistency, you can make plans for it. So while Tyone is not a good pitcher, I'm not I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that he is consistent, and when you have consistency, you can plan for it. And if these guys had any fucking clue what they were doing, 
and they could actually come up with a plan that their team, the team they actually have on the field, could execute. Here's my plan. Tyone would win half those games. Here's my plan. Play Tyone on Sundays. We're going to lose those games anyway. Exactly. Condense it all into one place. Tyone's probably been playing on Sunday. That's probably part of the fucking problem. Well, that was the part. That was the problem this last Sunday. That's no, for he, damn so sure. So Tyone has two wins this year, right? The one win was against San Diego. The Cubs won. Well, he doesn't have two wins. The Cubs have won twice. But uh, they beat San Diego two to one. Tyone didn't give up any. He gave one dong. I that think. was his only good start. I okay, mean, was, San but, Diego has been underperforming worse than like right, but it was two anybody to one. could possibly imagine. And then the other win was eleven to three versus uh, the Pirates. Those are two bad teams, and he did okay against bad teams. But the other, everywhere else, he's fucking consistent. What I'm saying is. The abnormal no, ones. You, you the can't. abnormal ones were the ones that he won. Michael, the you're not making consistent any ones. They're just all losing those consistent. because Ross keeps running out dumb lineups every well, fucking. You day. don't have well, any guys. We you don't, don't have, have a good lineup. Have, what you what you're but what you're I'm asking for you right now? No, this your, team your ideas is are, are not are as bad backwards. as their record. Danny on Cup of Cubby Blue. Danny also does a show called Cup of Cubby Blue with Sarah Sanchez. It's very good. You should listen. Danny was talking about it. Pythagoras is broke. Do you know why Pythagoras is broke? Because all the shit happening actually on the field says the Cubs can win. What keeps them from winning? The fucking management. The management of the game, the uh, front office who doesn't have the right players up there. These fucking guys are killing this team. Now, if they were doing the best that they could fucking possibly do, the Cubs are still only a 500 team. But well, I don't think that's true. I think you could well if the best you could possibly do, you'd get like five games over 500. No, no, no. no. Like I'm saying know. the best the management can do. Oh, well, the, the effect of the management, the best that they could do with this team from what they can handle would maybe get to them 500. But what they're doing right now is they are killing this team. The they are the stuff today with the fucking DH. Tyone. That was stupid. The fucking getting out maneuvered by council. Yeah, they're losing stupid. on the margins. I get it. That that is losing on the margins. And Jameson, that's where the fucking Jamin, managers Jamin, come no. in. Jameson. But this team is designed to play on the margins. Yeah. We were sold the entire time that they were going to squeak in wins. Around the margins, Jameson. And we're not that because that Jed and we're not- David Ross are terrible. They are yes. so fucking yes, bad at their job. We agree that those margins go against them every fucking but time. Jameson and I'm Tyone. telling you, if they were good at what they did, they would but be. They weren't. Tyone and, and could be they wins. weren't, and they threw all of their eggs into a Jameson Tyone shaped basket. Yeah, and he's got to be better. And if he's for four not four years, for four years, and he's got to be better. And if uh, I like what Jose Orlando Mercado says out of Puerto Rico, we got an international show today. Yeah. Well, even though it's a territory of the United States, um, Tyona's improved from brutal to shitty. And we also have uh, Dominic Galoros in Alaska tuning in. So yeah. we are, oh. we're on the far reaches of uh, the United States right now. By the way, getting into the fucking evaluation of talent. Jed lured uh, Tyon to the Cubs by telling him 
pitch lab was going to fix him. They had some ideas about his uh, arm slot and where he lands with his leg, right? That's what they that said, yeah. May, that start was so bad because guess what? Wherever they handed him, had him landing with his leg hurt his fucking knee. He got hurt, remember? His groin. Or his, yeah, he got all fucked up because of what they're doing. They are bad at their job, and they made him even worse than he already was. Look, I'm not saying Tyon's a great pitcher, but I'm saying if you had somebody who was good at their job in the management roles, you could negate how bad Tyon has been. Mm, I don't know. I think that Tyon was just a bad signing, and what the Cubs need to do I agree, is, he's a bad moving. signing. But well, let me finish. Let me finish. Bad signing. Let you have to. You've already said this. You've, yes, we know your your point of it. But I'm saying is what they need to do with this right now is admit that it's a bad sign and fix the bad signing. You can't they just can't be like because they're not said, good at their job. Yeah. Well, I'm just they saying they can't thing- fucking do anything with it. They were bad when they signed him. Well, so what? They don't know how to evaluate talent. And now that they've got him here, they're bad at trying to figure out how to make the shit box that they have into a turd box. <laughs> so let's say every one of his starts, we let him see the lineup a time and a half. And then we bring in Wes Nesky, who may or may not be good that day. And what? Oh, oh my God! I agree, and that I that agree. would be the. It took the, you five minutes to come up with a fucking strategy to negate the issues that Tyone seven. How come these guys have been doing it for three months and they don't know what the fuck they're doing? Well, because they, they're getting paid to do what they're told instead of thinking with their brain box. <laughs> because and also Tyone was paid to eat the innings. They're right. going to run this out until he starts to do what they needed him to do, which was be a back end of the rotation guy that maybe he gives up three or four runs, but at least he's going seven. And instead what you're getting is he's only going four and he's giving up three or four runs in that time, if not five. And he like, hasn't gone under five innings since May. Well, but five is not good enough. We were just promised a workhorse. We were promised 200 innings maybe of this guy. So 170 innings. If that happens, the Cubs will lead the If lead that happens, I'm going to jump off a damn bridge. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, bring, take Tyone with you because that will negate the contract. Terry, but, Terry E. says, uh, <laughs> you know, Killian could have been this bad for a lot less money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely. Well, yeah, and, and and that's what I'm saying. Like they were bad at evaluating, and a lot of people, by the way, at the time, like when we got Tyone, I was like, uh, oh, I remember him from Pittsburgh. Don't remember him being that good though. Uh, maybe he figured something out with the Yankees. Now he's got a four ERA. Huh, wonder why they went with this guy. Oh, he eats a lot of innings. And like I even but just Pitch Lab was gonna fix him, Danny. They told him Pitch Lab I they talked about it on the broadcast. They lured him in with Pitch Lab is going to fix you. We've got plans for you. He came in, Pitch Lab fixed him until it broke his fucking groin. And now he can't do what Pitch Lab did. And honestly, I'm glad because he's better being bad Tyone that he just does on his own than he was when he was Pitch Lab Tyone. Because Pitch Lab Tyone is actually worse. Yeah, yeah, Pitch Lab Tyone is worse. For the record, in the offseason, I wanted them to re-sign Rich Hill. And he's doing great. Dick Mountain. Me get, uh, they they would have ruined him, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the point 
Big Mountain would have looked at Pitch Lab and went, Yeah, I'm not doing that. And did whatever he wanted to do anyway. Yeah, he's Big Mountain's not changing at age 48 or whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. But um, yeah, it's, uh, man, it is just frustrating. It's like none of the the moves. So frustrating. Yeah, none of the moves that they, uh, hey, our new shiny new shortstop's an all star. Let's just uh, take that. It is pretty. But uh, we we do have to take a, a commercial break. We are far overdue with it because we got Sandra coming on in like probably like five minutes to judge this poetry contest. We're gonna have to move things around Yay! a little bit. Um, it, happy news. We yeah, yeah, that. exactly. We've got poetry coming up, but we're gonna take a quick b- break. Please stick with us and join us on our Patreon. Um, I also failed to mention at the beginning of the show. Uh, we have a contest that we do hashtag chance in the chat. If you hashtag chance in the chat, you can win a Frank chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. And uh, you will also be wintered, entered to win a fabulous sack of prizes at the end of the year. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. Please join us at patreoncom slash to support us. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But Super Ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rantor levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Okay, welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show. We're, we're uh, just about to do our little poetry contest. We had so many amazing entries. Uh, but uh, we're going to get to that in, in just a second as soon as uh, Sandra comes through and joins us to judge you on your poetry. But um, first I want to talk a little bit about something that uh, Carter Hawkins said, (laughs) and it has to do with, with some of the kind of the moves that they're thinking about making right now. And I, I thought of you, Michael, when I saw this quote, actually, (laughs) cause it's just the double speak and the news speak that you just love so much. And um, first of all, I'll, I'll, uh, say what uh, how i found this is at cruset stan on twitter uh he had screenshotted what carter had said and had tweeted out quick someone go punch carter hawkins in the face and i'm like oh what did he say <laughs> that's what got my attention you see and this is what carter hawkins did say the nerd in me here 
I guess there's a lot of nerd in me. But when you think of decisions, you think of reversible decisions and irreversible decisions, Hawkins said. Making a trade is an irreversible decision. And with any high leverage, irreversible decision, you want to wait as long as you possibly can. So, yeah, the more data we can get, the more information we could get, the better. But at the same time, sometimes those things hit you in the face and you can't wait any longer and you need to make a decision before all of the information is out there. So basically, he he said nothing. I think, you know, just kind of said, uh, you know, sometimes I don't think he's as much of a nerd as he thinks he is. Yeah. Because... Oh, no, no, no. He's a full on nerd. <laughs> no, and, and Danny, I mean, he's I definitely a dork. I think he said fucking tons of stuff. You're like, he didn't say anything. No, he said all the stuff. What he said was we don't like making decisions. We don't like making decisions that fucking explains everything and then he's like we just fucking look at the data and we keep going we all know that we're gonna kick the can down the road as far as we possibly can the only time they make a move is when they get smacked in the fucking face with something like an injury and then they're forced to bring somebody up or whatever like or lose the dh <laughs> like when you're playing poker yeah. what you really want to do is you want to wait until everybody else folds and then you can win yeah that's exactly what you got to do and you'd never play until you have a straight flush like these motherfuckers sit and they're scared and they're worried and they don't want to do anything and they don't want to fucking make any decisions and that's why this team's bad they are fucking they're so scared that they won't risk anything. And you well, have to risk in this game. And guess what? By the way, it's a fucking game. And this irreversible decision he's talking about, I've never heard of such a thing in baseball. Because what happens in baseball is if you make an irreversible decision, you just lose some games and you fucking start over at the end of that dude's contract or whatever. You want to talk about an irreversible decision? Somebody fucking shoots themselves in the head. That's irreversible. That's not what we're talking about, Carter Hawkins. We're talking about baseball. We're talking about a fucking game. And if you aren't fucking, you don't, you can't man up and fucking I, make a decision. I'm dying to know what I, I don't have the context for this. So I haven't read it. I've been at work all day doing a real job, Carter Hawkins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Irreversible decision. What irreversible decision is he talking about? Whether or not to sell Marcus Stroman at the trade deadline? And I think that's what it is. Stroman has very clearly said, I would like to be extended. I would like to continue playing baseball in Chicago. But that would be an irreversible decision. uh, I mean, yes. However, he's also an all-star caliber pitcher, and we kind of need those. Well, and I just what, and, what's what's it, difficult about this conversation? It's such. I a, would like to play baseball. We would like you to play baseball. <laughs> right. What more data what? do you You're need? good at baseball. <laughs> well, how about and, we do this together? And uh, and also, it just kind of goes to show you how risk averse this front office is, really, in all ways. Because they're just, you know, raise the floor is one of their mottos, for example. And, you know, shouldn't we be raising ceilings? I mean, I would like to raise up ceilings like you. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. 
you want some really exciting players. And when they get those guys who, who just have these massive tools, uh, Christopher Morel is in <laughs> like some massive tools right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The club's front office is full of a bunch of massive tools, but but uh, Christopher Morel possesses such amazing skills. Like he hits the ball harder than anybody. He runs just as fast as, as any of the best of them. He I'm sorry, Danny, he's but he's not a cannon, starter. By the way, he's not a starter. I don't know what you're talking about. And so and and so if you and they don't respect him, you know they uh-huh. they they treat him like a Swiss Army guy a Swiss army knife and it's, and you know, just the risk averseness that this front office has makes you think that they're going for 500 and the variance thereof of it, which we've already identified on this show. Like I predicted this team to go 500 and I'm disappointed in them for not we even doing this, that. We knew this back in fucking January. Yeah. Like we knew what they were doing. They, and then, and it's a week the plan ago, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and a week ago, fucking Ricketts. Obviously, Ricketts isn't watching baseball right now. He doesn't have any idea what's going on in this team, and they're lying to him because he told everybody we are in buying mode. <laughs> so I don't know what they're not even on. in extend the good players you already have mode. Yeah, yeah you could buy the guys you already have. And and solidify the team uh, for the foreseeable future, which they start there. Some and this is the other thing I wanted to point out about what Carter is talking about about the uh, irreversible decisions is that you know I know he everybody's in love with the prospects. You got PCA coming up coming up in center, uh, Alcantara. So some of the uh, you've got Owen Casey. Like some of these guys are moving through the minors and they are quite talented. Like there is reason to be hopeful that some of these dudes could be good. Like you know, we, but we see what can happen with the difference between triple a and the major leagues but um the problem is for the next three years uh ostensibly uh ian uh, ian hap and say suzuki will be taking up the corner outfield spots as the kind of promised starters um center field i mean i i guess that's one of morell's possible positions that he could play and so you could if P- PCA ends up there, then you want him to be there every day. And then, you know, so I guess what I'm saying is like, we are so risk averse at this point that are like, so we've got is these it, kind of middling dudes that we're locked in with, but we're not going to be. It's literally killing me that it's actually hard for them to decide to keep Cody Bellinger on, let him ride it out in center field until PCA comes on and then move belly to first base. Why is this difficult? They're actually. <laughs> And, and this gets back know. to the evaluation of their own talent. They aren't just afraid of going after guys that they don't know. They're afraid of using the guys they actually do know. They have guys in their uh, in their farm system. Jared Young, what the hell was he doing? Why did we never know about him? Look, he may not be a superstar. Well, he I knew about be. him. I, I saw him play in spring training. I, you know, he was always on, he's been on the roster for forever, but he's, but you mean like know about him as being like making a prospect list. Well, go look at his numbers. They weren't that great before. Like, no, so he's but, just kind of coming into his own, which is why we're hearing about him, you know? Right. But they get Mancini. Who's better Mancini or young. 
I don't know because Jared Young let a it's ball go right past Jared Young. I don't know. Right that's now, true. Jared Young is better than Mancini. He's better at first base. I'm not talking about hitting. I'm just talking about first base. Mancini sucks at first base. Well, that's true. Hosmer but... sucks at first base, and they picked up both those dudes when they had a guy in Iowa who can play first base. Yeah, but it, better I, than those guys. No, but I don't think that's true. I I don't think Jared what do Young you is. think a, is true? That Jared Young is a good first baseman. They would, I just okay. don't think you is know. Is he better than Mancini and Hosmer? That's what I'm asking. I think they're probably uh, all about the same, to be honest. And like, I think he's better mediocre. than Mervis. When I watch Mervis, the thing that makes me more worried about anything with Mervis, everybody's worried about his hitting because he kind of dropped off when he came up. I don't give a shit about that. I'm worried the fact that he can't play fucking first base. He didn't look good. Which is why, which is why IFG's concept of signing Bellinger to play center field until he is your first and baseman. Bellinger is the reason I know that those guys aren't as good because when he finally got to play first base, I'm like, oh, oh my god, oh god, somebody competent. <laughs> oh, that looks totally different than these other guys. And honestly, though, I think Jared Young. While is Jared Young better than uh, Bellinger? No, but. He's better than those other guys, and they can't evaluate their talent enough to know that he's better than the fucking dumb signings that they're making. That's well, my I point. Think, That's my problem. I think the Cubs are probably going to move Bellinger, and they're probably going to try to move Stroman, and then hope That's been that the plan they haven't the whole burned year. And hope that they haven't burned enough goodwill with Stroman that he won't re-sign in the offseason because who the fuck else is going to throw baseballs for us? Oh, I don't even think they're going to try. I, I think the whole plan has been they try to like, sell us. The next year, like it, literally, who do we it. have? Like there's not even anybody on the market. This yeah. is, this yeah, is, like, is what like, like Forget Otani. Like we're just not getting him. Like it's yeah. just oh, – uh, I have choose. given up. You, you could give him – a, a fucking billion dollars. Why would he choose to go to a shit yeah, team? The only thing he needs to do is win a World Series and a Cy Young, and he's not going to get that World Series here. All right, let me let me get the final the final word on this, please. <laughs> Excellent point. Yeah, David this Ross is... flicking off in a boomer's. Uh, yeah, so uh, we, we let's let's read some poetry. We're all very <laughs> amped up. That. It's it's been a tough week. And I'm so in my mind, yeah, it, it, Michael's losing his mind. Just we'll, we'll try to get it back with some poetry. Uh, welcome to the show. The author of Isle 228, Sandra Marchetti. Welcome. Oh, we both have the book. Yay! Look at that. How are oh, you, Sandra? I didn't my book to show, but yes, I have that book as well. That's okay. That's okay. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I'm really, I mean, I don't know. To tell you the truth, I watched the game today and promptly afterwards, I have the day off, lucky me, um, took a three-hour nap and really didn't want to wake up because that's how depressed that game made me. <laughs> Although, as Ian Happ said after the London series, I was prioritizing sleep, which honestly I need to do. So. This, <laughs> this game broke me today. <laughs> you yeah. Yeah. Well, you've, you've been all over the place. No wonder you're tired. You're touring the book. You're doing readings everywhere. I'd see you. Where are you? Just so we don't forget, where are you uh, reading next? Oh, my gosh. Well, I have an online, I have a Zoom reading 
um, coming up. And I can put that link in the chat in a minute here. Um, and then I'm going to be reading at City Lit Books in Chicago in August as well. I'm taking a little mini break um, for the next week, but I'll be back at it online um, with my friend and poet Karen Poppy, who wrote a book about swimming. And so we'll have um, Olympic sports and professional sports coming together for that reading. Um, and it's public, it's free to join. And I'll, like I said, I'll give folks the link and then, uh, yeah, doing a couple more events in Chicago, taking us into the fall. So Sweet. it's been great. Uh, awesome. Um, well, uh, are you ready to judge some poetry with us? Uh, some We're here yes. to pick. You, you were so nice to inscribe this book, and this book uh, will be won by the newest member of the Ranter Dead Poet Society, as what now I'm calling it. But you win the to the Ranter Poet Laureate, and it's signed by Sandra. So very cool stuff. And I figured maybe we could take some turns reading uh, some of these. So uh, who wants to be up first? Uh, wants to read one of these? Um, oh. I I can. I, I want to start. I want to start with Artie's poem. The big one? Okay. Yeah. The, okay. So this, I'm going to put it up so that uh, everybody can read along. This, and I want to preface this by saying Artie submitted many poems in the uh, Ranter Discord where uh, we, where so many people submitted poems, but Artie was like really prolific in, uh, in the, it was, must be five, six poems, but we're, we're going to read just a couple of them tonight. This being uh, one of them. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and we I wanted to start with this one because uh, Artie calls out literally everyone who jumped in on this, and it's, you know, so that's kind of nice. Sun Ranto Poetry Contest. Ranters writing to see who's the best. With cotton we compare if ours are worthy to air. Rocket is a pro if you didn't know. The girl of infield wrote a try live during the show on the fly. Submissions by Corey, Joey, and Josh. Lots of people in, oh my gosh. Then Seth, Ari, David, and Bill, whose writings are always a thrill. Even AI got in it. Compete against a computer. I dig it. Next, AJ, Mike, and Chris, whose naughty words I do miss. All kinds of topics submitted to see who's committed. Hope everyone's got theirs in to see who's going to win. Very nice. I, I really enjoyed the, the call outs to everybody and paying attention to, you know, this whole contest. So that was nice. So, yeah, no, thanks. Thanks, Artie. That's, I, I think, extra points on this one for the call outs. You know, it's just nice to uh, in, encapsulate everybody here. Um, and uh, let, let me just uh, re, uh IFG, if you want to read one of these, I just want to give, uh, we'll do like poet at a time. So already yeah. uh, already had one of these. You, you want to read one of these and I'll read the other one or, or Sandra, you want to read the other one of Artie's? Sure, I, I can do that. Okay. I'll take the pop. Okay, go ahead. The cubbies over the pond. Hope they hit a lot of dung. On what they call a pitch, let's make the Cardinals our bitch. <laughs> wow, that's quite poetic. I really enjoy that. <laughs> got three hearts. <laughs> it's got a bit of a, um, 
what we would call a volta or a twist at the end. I didn't see the Cardinals are bitch coming, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, um, I, I was <laughs> just impressed that he uh, he used that in England. Uh, fields are called pitches. Absolutely, really inventive double meanings. Um, I also thought in the first poem that we read of his. Um, the syntax was inventive to kind of squeeze some of the rhymes in there. So much appreciated. Very good. Okay. <laughs> Watch the home run derby X women's softball players flex final of Cubs and Yanks Cubbies winners. Much thanks. Okay. That that's for the um, <laughs> really not known much about uh home run derby X that they, uh, I guess the Europeans were interested in it and America didn't care kind of is I didn't well, care. I should well, say it's kind, of, it's kind of a newish event and it's a little bit of a different setup than we're already used to here. They bring on some like celebrities, YouTubers, softball players, uh, things like that, but Dexter's team won. So, you know, you go, we go. We, we might've cared. But no one in the United States knew that that thing was happening. Yeah, it was on at six in the morning, and like <laughs> yeah, on ESPN seven, it was just like we didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh, Joe, <laughs> um, I, I am j- just real quick. I am dropping the link in the chat uh, for everybody to the event for uh, Sandra's uh, next reading. Is this the one that's in Chicago? This is the the one that's online, and it's got and um, it's called Sandy and Karen show you their painted balls. Ooh, Ooh. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was in a show like that once, but we got shut down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stop being in burlesque these days. I yeah, know. it really can't be. So I'm gonna move on to a another poem here. Uh, this one comes from uh, Ari, and. It's it's kind of a limerick here. Does anybody want to give this a shot? Or I want it. I want it. Okay, go ahead. To be a Cub fan, you must be a sucker. We get Fulmer and Tucker and Rucker. We shell out for beer and bleacher tickets, lining the pockets of Joe and Tom Ricketts. Next doesn't start here, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Another surprise ending there. Yeah. <laughs> The, the ranchers really know how to like tie a poem together by uh by basically like stopping on your face. Yeah, I, I do love that next doesn't start here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, next could start here, except for this they just won't allow it to happen. None of the young guys get to play. So uh Michael, do you want to read this? Well, how about I'll, I'll read one here. This is another okay. limerick, uh, as long as we're on limericks. This one comes from Seth. Uh, there once was a boomer named Bill. Grandpa Lossie he wanted to kill. That lame balding oaf just settled for meatloaf. Now Bill's DVR's in the landfill. <laughs> now that, that that's very self-referential to like inside jokes that we make on the Ranters Discord page and on the the Sun Ranto Ranters page on Facebook. In that uh, Bill it doesn't stay up too late. To watch the game. So I'm just explaining this to everybody that doesn't know. Uh, Bill doesn't stay up late because he's Boomer Bill. He's a little old. He can't stay up uh, past <laughs> nine o'clock. So, um, so the he uh, asks Siri every morning if the if the Cubs won or not, and that will uh, that will let him know whether he should watch the game or not. 
and on, not, on, on his DVR. And uh, of course, uh, sometimes the DVR just needs to be set aflame and burned <laughs> when the game has has gone that poorly. Uh, we just burned Bill's DVR. So that's that's great. I, I love the inner ranter play that we're getting with some of this poetry. Yeah. Uh, Sandra, from a poetry standpoint, uh, how'd you feel about it? <laughs> oh, wait. I like that the ending isn't so nice and tidy. You know, I I see this poet is trying to force that landfill with Bill and kill rhyme. I'm not exactly sure how to feel about that syntactically, but I do like the grandpa lossy. I do like the reference to meatloaf. You know, Um, I wish we were getting meatloaf at this point. I wish we were getting meatloaf at this point. So, yeah, I mean, I, there's an effort here. God, do you remember when we used to eat meatloaf? The, I mean, that was so wonderful. Taking two out of three games, oh, all those God. were the days. Yeah. And we would uh, still complain that we, wouldn't, that we didn't sweep, but. Now the wow. meatloaf, right. It, but now the meatloaf is going the other way. <laughs> you know, it's always the other teams getting, getting our meatloaf. Yep. Hey, sure. Danny, do you know which one you want to do next year? I was, I was thinking Joe's poem. What because Joe's got two poems, but we were just going to read the haiku. Oh, yeah, it, it's our only haiku. I like yeah. this, yeah. So, uh, this one's good, and there's a picture that goes along with it. It's uh, Ernie Banks, uh, this Ernie Banks statue when it was back on the other side of Wrigley Field, and you see the old McDonald's in the background. And there's uh, it looks like Joe's dad is there in the photograph next to standing next to the Ernie Banks statue. And uh, Joe, otherwise known as Wrigleyville Bum, uh, wrote this haiku. Uh, I'll, I'll read this one. Took my dad to took my dad to game. Got a picture with Ernie. Both are my heroes. Nice. I love that. I dig that. Very sweet. That was very nice. So I, I would have said, "Come to us, dad." Father's Day. Yeah. I, yeah. I would. I would have lost the my out of the first. Uh, a sentence there and just said took dad to a game right yeah so yeah. that if, if i was you know which i'm just criticizing a little bit i think the whole point of this contest should be about to get to be better poets you know yeah We're always trying Danny to... is, is being an editor here yeah. <laughs> everything's <laughs> already been submitted i, I think he's i think he's right there though, you know <laughs> i agree he, you well, swap that my out for uh and uh you got yourself you know, a poem you got, got yourself, yourself a haiku right there put that on t-shirt <laughs> shit so and and i do want to point out that uh joe did write another one it's it's a little long so we're not going to get to the whole one but i do want to oh, tell the story poem. Okay. yeah it's it's a prose poem and it and uh, i do encourage everybody to go into the ranters discord and check this out in the poetry section uh, i'll leave it up on the screen for right now um but it, it's all about him going to a game in the 90s uh blowing out a tire flirting with a waitress getting drunk when his friend's dad fell asleep and then uh, waking up one out closer to a beer when the end is near, which is a reference and to a Bleacher Bum Band song. So that, that's a reference to a Danny Rocket song. Yeah. So what I will well before the ble- Bleacher Bum. Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, Joe has done admirably experimenting with form. This is difficult. So I've got to give him props for trying a haiku and a prose poem. There's something to be said for that. Very cool. Um, We have a couple more 
and then we're, we'll we'll pick the winner. Um, who wants to read the next one? Uh, uh, Michael, did you have one in mind that? Yeah, I had one that I really wanted to get out here. Um, it's SB Kennedy on. Uh, That's Seth. Yeah, on on Discord, Seth. It's... I don't know that I have the screenshot of this one, but you might just have to read it. Oh, okay. It's the one that has a very long last line. Okay, I'll I'll find it. Is it okay? I'll take a look for it. Okay. Well, I can put it in the Discord real quick. Uh, okay. Well, or in the just read the, it. Just read it. Right. Whatever's faster. <laughs> well, then it's reading it. Okay. I think that I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree. And no greater collection of embarrassing flubs than these piss poor Chicago Cubs. Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. And the lineup that sucks as bad as ours? Only Tom Ricketts, who I hate too much to come up with a rhyme to finish this fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) Something, something tickets. (laughs) (laughs) So that's. So what I what I loved about that one is obviously that last uh, that last line kind of blew me away, but it's a reference to oh and i lost it it's it's a reference to a very famous poem uh i I never think that i shall see a thing as lovely as a tree da 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 yeah 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 yeah. and i had it up here earlier just so i knew who did it but but yeah so i loved that he he went into it and followed uh you know sort of a, a parody version and then ended it just with the slam of Tom Ricketts. Yeah. And Seth, by the way, also uh, very prolific, like Artie. I uh, had, had a lot of good ones in there. Uh, let's see. I had another one of his here. Oh, no, that's David's. Yeah. We, we got a bunch to get through. So I think we should uh, keep keep rolling with these. Um, wh- why don't we do a one by the famous Boomer Bill yeah. here? Oh, um, sorry. It was Trees by Joyce Kilmer. Okay. If, any, if anybody wants to read the original that uh, has a rhyming last line. Uh, who wants to read this one? I'm happy to read it. Okay, please, Sandra. I would say, too, in reference to um, what you guys are talking about there with trees, is that um, oftentimes the best thing you can do with rhythms and rhymes is to go against the pattern. So that's what that last poet was doing so effectively. Uh, okay. <laughs> Top-notch players in their prime. Baseball skills, quite sublime. Must watch games at Wrigley Field, but we don't have that here. (laughs) Two or three hits per game. Stranded runners make me insane. Circle of bust, am I right? That's what we have here. Another season can't be saved. Another year closer to my grave. 2016 had a price. That's what we have here. Nice. Is there a name for a kind of poem that uses like the final line is the same each time? Well, I think what he's doing here is, I think is just using a refrain, you know? So there are, there are poem, you know, forms that, that use refrains that have, you know, special names, but they have more lines or a different meter or whatever, but he's, he's just using a refrain and I think he's using it effectively, you know? Very nice. Yeah, 
I, I agree. This was one of that was one of my favorites. It was it was one of the earlier ones, and I did really enjoy, uh, you know, how he he kept bringing it back to that. IFG, why don't you read uh, Anthony Hutfliss's? Let's go. I for like it. I like this one. Sentimentally hopeful, beginning strong, unfortunate luck, continued downfall, opportunities missed, godforsaken season. Oh, such a such a, oh. a dramatic and sad poem. <laughs> Sandra, you're gonna have to steal that one for your next book. It's just like reminds me of like John Steinbeck's The Dust Bowl, where everything is just <laughs> bad and getting so bleak. <laughs> <The laughs> so yeah. Oh man, that's good. All right, uh, let's keep rolling. This one's uh, David Elliott's poem. Uh, I, uh, it goes, Barnhart, Mastroboni, Hosmer. Players we never really wanted. The, ro- the roster construction looks like Indiana Rhodes. The team underachieves while we write poetry and songs, hoping for 500 but who are we kidding? $30 for a beer bat? Somehow fans still show up. The Cubs are even worse than a poem that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> I I dug this one when I read it because I was I was honestly I was confused all the way to the end and I'm like oh that's oh, what he's doing that's the bit <laughs> that's the I bit really like that image of the roster construction is like Indiana Rhodes I mean that is spot on and and unique creative you know yeah it's total tragedy yeah very nice uh, would that be a, a simile or a metaphor. Yeah, it's a simile. I think just it's very imagistic, right? The it's unexpected. Absolutely. So uh, I got I think two more, um, and then we'll pick a winner. Uh, the we have Mike Waller and Corey. I, we'll do Mike's first. So uh, does somebody want to read this one real quick? Yeah, I can do this. There once was a farmhand called Mastro. The math said he'd hit like an astro. I did an ad with his name, and he brought me much shame. Turns out he's no Starlin Castro. <laughs> Very nice. Another limerick for us. And uh, this final one's from Corey. He says, Cub fan since 82, I was young and didn't know what to do. After 84, I wanted more as there's a deep drive into left field by Castellanos and it will be a home run. And so that will make it a four nothing ball game. I don't know if I'll ever put these headphones on headphones again. On. And uh, also uh, just so that it doesn't go to mention, we read this one last week, uh, but uh, Chris Salato also has entered, entered in this one. It's one of the longer poems, but he did uh, rhyme underdog with Spagok. I'll take this one. the chicago cubs can eat my butt their crappy play has my fandom in a rut trey mancini cannot play first trying to kill pitchers while knocking them to the dirt dropping throws and fumbling tosses you can blame him for at least 36 losses nico makes me horny with swanson's dongs while morel goes long Strowman and Steele have what it takes to right the wrongs but was nesty's less nasty than we wanted all along Another down year in a division of mid. Just another, just down another drink and cheer for the kids. As long as the Cardinals continue to suck, we can rejoice to feel alive until the Cubs win again in 2045. 
And with that, we will continue to cheer for the underdog while I bid thee a hearty spagog. Nice. Very, Very nice. Good. Very good. Man, they really are. There's so many good ones. And I'd like to hear from people in the chat. I see Bernie says they are all awesome poems. Um, uh, Bernie also says we need background music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. People like Joe's. Uh, but, you know, let's let's just hear people are snap snapping out there. Um, I have Everybody my- is so nice here. They're like encouraging everyone's poem. I love the the joyous sense of community here. We have look, I, I say this a lot and I can't say it enough. The ranters are. A, a great group of people. They all get along very well. They, you know, we, we disagree often. I mean, I disagree with people on this show constantly, but we do it on discord every day and we go through some shit over there. Just talking about this team and uh, you know, but everybody like we remain like everybody likes everybody they're respectful of everybody and when we do a thing like this man they really do show up they uh they submit they put themselves out like that's a risk to put themselves out there and say i'm gonna give you some creativity here yeah they, they do it because they know that this is a wonderful group and on top of that they're some of the smartest cubs baseball fans that i deal with and there are so many people that just still don't understand what Ross was doing with that DH. Like, they just don't understand the rule. I think his name's Joe Girardi. He still doesn't get what they did. But <laughs> Michael, you're going off on a tangent. You were just but, saying uh, nice things these, about these the Ranchers. I'm not letting you derail this show yet once again. <laughs> we are giving away a poetry book, and you start getting into a Joe Girardi rant. So, like, <laughs> fuck you. I'm going to kick you off the show. I will pay you. I will oh, pay by you. the way, there were a lot more than that. We just really, we really don't have enough time uh, to go into it. But maybe we'll read them on the post game chat, post game yeah. show that we're gonna do on Discord. Yeah, I and- think what he's trying to say is that this is a safe space to bitch, and we all need a safe space to bitch. That's <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> so we pulled ourselves uh, ahead of the show. Yeah, yep. yeah, we, yeah. We went through these. Yeah, we, we went through these before because we did. We didn't want to have to do it live in front of everybody because we wanted to see kind of what people were saying in the chat. But everybody's just being supportive of each other, which is even more beautiful. And uh, Mr. Fourth Row, Artie Boucher, he writes that it's a great outlet, and I I agree with that. And uh, because you found it such a great outlet, Artie, um, and you really were quite prolific in your posting of poetry and especially because you called out everybody else and who there is joined- nothing in this world that I like more than attention. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, and because you put all three of us in the poem, <laughs> you win. So congratulations, Artie. You are 
the proud uh, owner of a signed copy. Uh, <laughs> does this come with a membership card or a pipe or something? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, we haven't even thought of. Well, it was just me and Sandy before. Now that there's a third, I don't know. Do we yeah. need a a green jacket or something? I mean, I'm a little bit. I have a little bit of a qualm about calling it a dead, uh, a Cubs dead poet society. Oh, that's Danny. He's yeah. he's not we're part quite, of this group. He doesn't know what the we're fuck quite alive. We're yeah. vital. Yeah. We are. We are um, the poet laureates. We're vital, and Artie is vital. Artie is prolific. He's putting me to shame with just the amount he's writing. Um, <laughs> it's so. inspiring. Yes. Sandra, I was wondering, I'm going to share the link to your book right now that you can purchase on Amazon. And yeah. uh, it's and if you just look it up on Amazon, it's aisle 228. You can't miss it. Just uh, just search for it. Uh, Artie says, ah, thanks. I appreciate it. Well, congratulations. We love you, Artie. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was wondering if you would read uh, a poem from your book yeah. and take us to commercial. Uh, and then we're going to come back and talk about the all-star uniforms. And then uh, afterwards, we hashtag chance in the chat. And we will also be on our Discord channel. If you are a Patreon supporter, you get access to our Discord. And you can come hang out with us after the show and keep talking smack about all the crap we're talking about. So I, I feel like there has to be somebody out there that wants wants a shot at me. Shot at the title for what I've been I've been railing tonight, man. Like I said, the game today broke me and I have been, I've been trying not to yell at my children all day just so I can save it up for this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you did a good job of yeah. kind of like recycling the hate through yeah. your entire body. I yeah. felt it. I felt it. <laughs> well, I, I will read a poem that's in the spirit of all the other poems that we heard. Um, there's one poem in my book called The Unsayable. It's at the beginning. I wrote this poem before the Cubs um, won the World Series in 2016. And it kept coming to mind as I was hearing the community's poems because I think we share a, a special spirit here about being angry at the mediocrity, but yet not willing to abandon the Cubs. <laughs> so so <Fair>. this one... <laughs> This one is called The Unsayable. The Chicago Cubs went 108 years between World Series championships. If it never happened, would we go on buying the season tickets, scuffling through turnstiles, slowed at the bag check? If it never happened, would we split a pizza and a pop, a bag of chips or a beer, huddling as we handed over the cash. If it never happened, would we still applaud the blue pennant tentative to ascend the flagpole after a series win? If it never happened, would we root on a 500 club, be pleased with less than 200 strikeouts, 20 errors at short, we flicker in our seats, dimly recede, but never leave. Thanks for yeah. having me on. Love Thanks. being a guest judge. Aisle 228, everybody, by Sandra Marchetti. I Marchetti's. love that poem, Sandy, and it's 
like you said, you read you wrote that before the World Series victory, which when you think about it in that context, you're like you can I can put myself back in that frame and just it it really like I feel that in my soul. But what's amazing to me is that here we are, uh, you know, six years, seven years later. And honestly, we have to ask ourselves those same questions again because of what, like, and when you wrote that poem, you never thought in a million years that if the Cubs won, we would ever be seven years later going, what the hell is going (laughs) on here? Yep. Life comes at you fast. Well, please buy the book. Uh, we're gonna. T- well, thank we're gonna you t- so much for reading that. I love con- that poem. And congratulations to Artie. We're gonna be right back, uh, and we're gonna talk about some of the All Star Game gear. Uh, and uh, we'll see you in just a second. Stuff. Hey, Cubs fans, at Amazon.com, do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sunranto show by shopping through sunranto.com slash stuff? All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to sunranto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your stuff. Check out like you normally would with all that beautiful stuff. And the Sun Ranto Show will get a small kickback because of the stuff you bought. And you'll be helping in the Sun Ranto Show buy all the stuff. We need to stay on the air talking about the cups and other stuff. Plus, you could win a monthly prize. If some of your stuff. is chosen for Amazon stuff. of the month, and if you win, we'll send you more sunranto.com slash that address again is sunranto.com slash the If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby, Sayer, Morel too. Clark Fly in his double U. Cody Bellinger, smoking dudes. Vintage shirts from days of old. Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your stroke. Temper set off with the code. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Intheclutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about catcher metrics? How about a coffee or run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masturboni? If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, a Northside numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric OPS Plus. 
Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Welcome back to the Sunranto Show. Uh, Sandra Marchetti has uh, decided to stick around with us and make fun of the All Star uniforms. We're all excited. Um, I do want to point out. That. I do want to point out a couple things. First of all, uh, the last on the last show, uh, Andrew Round won the Patreon Patron of the Month uh, that you could be eligible for if you were one of our Patreon patrons. Uh, but in the clutch, now sponsors our Patreon Patron of the Month, and what you win is. And in the clutch T-shirt. So what? This is the shirt that Andrew Round picked that he wanted to to win from in the clutch. And I'm gonna uh, share the link to this in the chat. Uh, if you use promo code Sunranto, uh, you can uh, get ten percent off at and uh, he- All Star Swansby Dongson shirt. Yeah, Dansby Swanson All Star. He'll be wearing the fancy weird looking uniform that they picked uh at the all-star game and um the other thing i uh wanted to point out is uh about the amazon uh our search bar at amazon or at sunranto.com slash stuff where we have our amazon search bar it's that at the end of the show tonight we will be giving away the amazon uh prize of the month so if you shop at amazon through our search bar uh the all of the items that you, that have been purchased all correspond with a number. And whatever number gets picked tonight gets to win this cute little thermos man. So, um, I think he's adorable. He really is. I have not drank out of it yet, but um, like I have a couple more of these I'm going to give away. But I'm going to keep one for myself. Better and- than a beer bat. Yeah. <laughs> I would Probably think- good you're not drinking out of the one you're giving away. No, no, that that would uh, really ruin its value, would it not? <laughs> so uh, let's talk or, or raise the value, Danny. You, know, you don't know what people thing. want out there. Yeah, right. Yeah, some Depends. people might find that attractive. Yeah, well, the people I, that I would sell like photos that, I don't of my go. feet. I mean, people <laughs> like things. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about some of this all-star gear. Um, the first one I'm going to call the Russian flag hat because this. It is. That is something. Yeah. Oh, no. So if I could just describe it really quick, uh, it is kind of looks like a regular old Cubs hat, except there is a star that resembles an asterisk on the upper left hand corner of the C of the kind of fitting Cubs for this season. What, what I find <laughs> what I find funny is that they did this on last year's hat, too. But the asterisk was on the right side of the C. And so it really did look like an asterisk. And they thought, oh, all we have to do is move it over to the left side, now and then it it's like no an longer an asterisk. What's that? It looks like an apostrophe now. Yeah, exactly. It's still bad. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's just an asterisk that's been used incorrectly. Well, and then on the side, it, it's the colors of the Russian flag. Well, which it, it, in the same kind of pattern as it, it's kind of like as if the, if uh, like the Charlie Brown shirt was yes. uh, the that he was like uh, also uh, mixed with a Russian flag, and then it says ASG twenty twenty three, and I I can't really tell like it's the stitching is very small and the design inside that, but it's there's some yellow in there and whatnot. It's a tiny little. Um... Tiny little MLB logo underneath the 2023. And then I think, I can't be 100% sure, but I think the design is supposed to be 
the uh, Seattle skyline along with like the Olympic Mountains. Yeah, I can see a very tiny space needle in there. It, yeah, I don't understand nice why they went with the red, blue, and white. Well, I think that's instead just, of red, white, and blue. Yeah, I don't understand because that's that. that's compounding the Russia thing for sure. But this is just the Cubs hat. I think depending on your team's colors, those stripes change. This Am is I right the, with that or no? This is the. <laughs> practice hat right am i wrong about this yeah i think this is practice hat because the actual do you have a picture of the game hat because those are more of the seattle colors i do this is going to be the on-field hat cost about 50 bucks that's why that's why i felt like everybody's hat has their own colors so even though ours look like a russian flag hat uh the astros you know looks like i don't know a halloween flag so what does everybody think about the official on-field hat? Which is this, is, this one I was calling um, non-sparkly vampire in a teen movie green. <laughs> <laughs> I literally made a PowerPoint presentation for work in this template, not knowing this one. <laughs> I think it's even called seafoam. <laughs> yeah. Same colors, the navy and the sea foam. Joey says it looks depressing like our season. I I mean, they call it the color mint, which I don't know. It's not. Now, I'm going to go opposite you guys, not on purpose. I actually kind of, I kind of like the color scheme. I don't, I don't mind this. Uh, Is it the one that I would buy to wear all the time? Probably not, but. I don't know. This, this, I've seen worse all-star hats. Yes. You know, so it's like... Last I, year's all-star hats were worse than this. This is better than last year, which was that weird, like, grayish, goldish, blob, baby poop color. I, I almost want to buy this just to drive the rest of you nuts. <laughs> I, I really like... I really love the Mariners color scheme. I think it's so unique. I understand why... They maybe didn't want to put teal hats on everybody or navy is kind of blah. So they kind of thought, okay, maybe we'll go with this color of my Lanta. Like the, you know, like the gas X or whatever. Yeah. Yes. That is gas. I'm never going to unsee the gas X hat. You know what's wonderful about this for me, at least, is that I know if I just wait like a month, these things are going to be cheap as hell because everybody hates them. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on. Here's the National League jersey, which I I call the screensaver because it (laughs) it looks like, you know, 2013 MacBook screensaver. Yeah, Um, and I get what they're going for here. They're going for water. Right. It. I mean, the the visual result is a little bit like, um, a little. It's a little Cabela's catalog for me. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, like, uh, it, it's got a bit of a. Because at first I thought it was also like camo. I agree. Yeah, that's what I mean. A little bit, yeah. a little bit Cabela's catalog. It's a, it's a mm. little like, you know, uh, hunter 
like I'm trying to hide from the fish when I'm fishing, sort of. <laughs> because, uh, it's very weird. People fish underwater. <laughs> yeah, the, those those billionaires in the submersible were wearing these. <laughs> Just um, and then like the the American League one says American across the front, and like this country is way too embarrassing for me to ever wear that. Well, um, <laughs> and I should mention, I am I am dropping the links. If you want to purchase any of these, uh, please shop. Please shop through our links at sunranto.com slash shopping. These are all at the MLB uh, MLB shop, and they they've always got like thirty percent off codes and stuff like that. And right now the code is pop up, I guess, but they they'll have a new code. Trust me, they always do. And um, this is the other one, IFG, that you're talking about. Yes, I, see, it matches my nails. Let, let me tell yeah. you though, right now, I I thought these were great jerseys. I really did. They were the the colors, the 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 patterns, all this stuff. They were amazing. When my kids wore them ten years ago in their little league, uh, because these are little league jerseys. This is exactly if you go, people in the chat, if you have kids and they get jerseys for the season. This is what they look like every damn time. There's some dad who gets to choose the, the color schemes and they always go with it Cabela's or whatever. They do this every time. And when your kid is like eight years old, you're like, Oh, that's cute. <laughs> but the really sad thing is an adult, if, you're like, if like yeah. Christopher Morell doesn't end up in the game, I'm probably going to end up with the Shohei Otani uniform. So you're right. going to get the well, and I kind of if you're talking about either the screensaver or the porpoise field, um, one I, is like underwater and one is above water. This is like if you're much. looking at the water from a distance, you can kind of see the, the green. And then the other one is like dark, like if you're underwater. Well, at least it's making us think of water. I mean, looks you know, like, like this is the whole idea. This yeah. is a very watery sort of area. Yeah. yeah, looks. Tom Cooper says looks like shirts that got faded with the wrong colors in the washing machine, and that's true. <laughs> so, okay, this- chat. Which one should I buy? Oh, and then Artie, Artie says my kickball team did that one <laughs> co- that color one season. Proven <laughs> I'm telling you, those yeah. are the, those jerseys are available. All you have to do is go out to these websites that. Uh, sell jerseys for little leagues and stuff. They're all over the place. Now this is kind of like more of an army green color, and it's this is like a men's shirt that it's and it's got the walking cub on it, which I really like that logo. That's one of my favorites, and uh, and it it kind of looks like Starry Night, right? Inside, yeah. inside it, which is kind of pretty, and then on the back, it's got that same logo with the Space Needle and the mountains in the background in ASG 2023 with the seafoam green color. And this one is not – I, I kind of like this shirt. If I was going – I don't want it, but if I was going to the game like, and I was like, I wanted a souvenir, this I would – I could see getting this shirt. Yeah, this might be the one that you buy. Yeah. You get that one in like a 2XL and wear it as pajamas for the next 10 years. I just realized – There you go. We need to we need to switch you up. You need to be ASG IFG until the end of yeah, the ASG. Until, yeah, ASG, I love it. IFG. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, the next one I want to put up, and this one is a women's shirt, and I kind of dig this one. I mean, I don't know; it's a certain style. Can you, ladies, please maybe tell me about this style? And I <laughs> this mean, is, it's, so, it's, so it's a baby doll. It's, 
Yeah, this is called a baby doll t-shirt. So it's got like the cap sleeves and the like the low cut top. And the, the, the thing that I don't like about these is that it ends up with like the majority of the graphic, which in this case is like a completely square graphic that's a Cubs logo superimposed on like what looks like palm fronds, which yeah, makes absolutely no sense for Seattle whatsoever. Because, yeah, Seattle has no, I was just in Seattle and I know there's no palm fronds there. I can no confirm palm. there's not yeah. a damn palm frond to be seen. I'm from Florida. I would know a palm frond if I saw one. Are yeah, these left over from the LA <laughs> All-Star game? Uh, I don't know, but it's very I love weird. How Danny is like, I kind of like this one, and we both look yeah. at it in horror. I'm like, like I'm not wearing palm fronds on my belly. So, like, this, the, where this decal is going to land is going to be like right around Kyle Schwarber's arms, <laughs> right yeah. here on my shirt. Do you know um, that's why I called it the pregnant lady shirt? Because it, like the logo is so low yeah. that if you were like nine months pregnant. Yeah. yeah, the Cubs would kind of stretch right over the belly. Well, I'll tell I you, just saw a woman in the park this week wearing a shirt like this with Metallica on her belly, and she was <laughs> eight months pregnant. And yes. I was like, you know what? Props to you. Well, Here's this is another name. women's tee, uh, and this is just the logo, and it's like a the regular player uh, logo. But this is also a V neck. I don't okay, know. Okay, so I like this one though. This okay. one's definitely better. One's, I like the, the, the numbers. The decal is up higher. It's going to, you know, fall in the right place. And then, yeah, like it's, you got to order it ahead of time. You probably won't get it for a month. But, yeah, I love the numbers with the skyline looking over the bay. That's really cool. That's I really agree with nice. you, Sandy. Or if it was a crew neck. I'm not into the, I personally don't like the V-neck t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, that's I, just a me thing. No, I'm with you on that. I, I usually, honestly, I usually buy, uh, like, youth extra large shirts. Right. They're, yeah. like, $15 less than the grown-up shirts. Or the men's shirts in yeah. a smaller size. I find that to be a deal, too, usually. Yeah, so. but my only, my only question here is, so if you look at the zeros and you see the logo on there, um, you see the, the Space Needle over there on the far side, and then it's the skyline, and it... I mean, that looks awesome. But if mm -hmm. I don't get zero, zero, what's it look like? If yeah. it's well, number I'm, I'm seven? getting IFG 69 on that. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking if I was getting like number seven, whatever players there, you know, it's like, is there even going to yeah. be part of yeah, this? No. Like, you, you, I, I, you're going to miss I out. I think on they're going to try to make an effort to get the Space Needle and a mountain into whatever yeah. you buy. Um, and Bernie likes it too. Uh, the yeah, Pe people are digging this one. So as I said, if you want to buy it, you can buy it um, through our. I just dropped all the links for it, um, and of course you can put Justin Steele on it, who made the All Star team. You can put Marcus Stroman on it. You can put Dansby Swanson you on it. Put Christopher Morell on it. Yeah, you can put because whatever you want. I'd like know to put Christopher Morell on it at yeah. Cubs. <laughs> now let me ask you guys. Um, have all of the participants for the home run derby been announced? No. Every single one. Okay. So that's what I'm actually hoping is that Morel would be invited to the home run derby. So yeah. we were talking about okay. that earlier on the show. Okay. We we're all hoping for it as well. Yeah. It's, it's okay. So if, if you haven't been following along, um, current home run derby announced participants, Julio Rodriguez um, was announced first, Mookie Betts, 
Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Pete Alonso, mm -hmm. um, Randy Arozarena, and Adley Rutschman. So okay. that's, that's six so far, and I'm pretty sure they usually do eight. So we might have two more spots left to, to be announced before. Heather Linington Noble was jazzed on Twitter today I'm about so Adley. Yeah. Happy for Orioles fans in general and for Heather in particular um, for getting Adley up there. The fun thing is Adley like got like super awards in a youth competition here when he was like nine or something. Um, so it's like kind of a homecoming for him to come back and do a, a, a competition here. Oh, that's really well, cool. I hope in the home run derby we have amazing like trains going by and you know roof questions and lots of i just think that's going to be a great venue for a home run derby so i'm excited yeah to watch that. well i can't i can't wait to get the live report god i hope the internet works there um because uh i i have g you're you're not sitting in the in the home run part though, right? You're in I, the, no, I oh. won't be in the outfield. So my seats are, um, if you, you know, like want to go look it up, I'm in section 132. It's one of my favorite parts of the park. It's very close behind home plate, um, right over on like right behind the right field batter's box. Uh, but I'll be like back up a little bit further. So like you won't see me on TV or anything. Uh, but it's a really great place. I'll be able to see everything as it's happening. I'll be able to get like pictures and video and stuff. I bought a huge like solar charger so my phone won't die. Like we are coming prepared for this thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> gonna be in. You're gonna be in an actual good spot to see the interactions between exactly. the players because honestly, if you know you get out in the outfield and yeah, you can catch the home run balls. But I will not catch a home run ball. I'm five feet do. tall. Somebody will knock me over. So I'm much happier <laughs> yeah. to be on that. Yeah, you want to watch what these guys are doing because they're they're back there. They're uh, I I remember a few years ago, like uh, they grabbed like towels and they were like waving the guy down to cool him off, and you know they do all that stuff. And so IFG is going to be in the perfect spot to see that. And yeah. that's honestly. You know, outside and of all the, the and all the fun. bench conversations. You know how they sit on those couches and everybody is chatting and their children kids. are running around and yeah. you're seeing who's really friends with who and who might be networking with who. So yeah, ooh yeah, yes. that's the bring good the hot gas back. Yes. Well, uh, this will be an awkward transition, but um, <laughs> the, if, if you want to come network with the Bleacher Bum Band uh, this weekend, uh, we will be in South Bend at the, uh, first of all, me and Bleacher Jeff are singing the national anthem at the South Bend Cubs game. And uh, then right after the game, we'll be playing at McCormick's with, for free. And uh, it's just this dive bar that's just uh, – it's pretty – it's walking distance, but uh, from the ballpark, maybe 10, 15-minute walk. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun. So come on out. There's also uh, – I will drop a link for this in the chat. If you join – if you follow Bleacher Bum Band on Facebook, it is an event that is hosted by the Bleacher Bum Band. And uh, there are also group tickets and we're all going to be sitting together at the game. And I'm going to drop a link for that in the chat. If you join the event, there's a link to the tickets in the event. So uh, we're all going to be sitting together. It's like this FIVO link. I'll just put it up so everybody can see what it looks like. 
and uh, you can just type that in. It's fevo.me and then a bunch of numbers and letters and stuff. That's so fevo, F E V O dot me, M E slash four five V O I Z O. Yeah, and then the last, the last O, o is, is little. Yeah, it's little something. <laughs> so I don't really know what's going on with it, but uh, but you can find all this link. And, and you know what? If you want to come and you can't figure this out, just contact me at Sunranto. And I will <laughs> let you know how to do it. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to see a bunch of you guys out there. I'm going to have a lot of fun. Me and Jeff are practicing our – we're basically doing a rock and roll version of Wayne and Kathleen is what it – you know, Wayne and Kathleen do the Sunday anthem – um, oh, so oh, we, oh. we raised the key up a little bit so I could hit the high notes and really like scratch Is it Jeff up going there. to be singing too? I just assumed he was playing guitar and you were singing. No, no. He's singing too. We're doing a harmony thing. Okay. And uh, yeah, it'll be cool. I love it so much. Are you going to end on, you know, I'm no musician, but are you going to end up end with the weird note slash pronunciation like Wayne Metz- Metzmer? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am, I am doing it straight. And this okay. is like, and I, I'll make, cause this will be the last time anybody sees me before this happened. Um, uh, so are you the, going into a bunker or something? Yes. Rehearsal. You do a South Bend national anthem the week before you're in solitary confinement. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just yeah, training like barrack chamber, eat, yeah. eating, egg, eating egg yolks. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I, the thing, and here's my philosophy on the anthem is like, I've thought about singing it a bunch before and, uh, I never really wanted to do it because, um, the, everybody grandstands at it, you know? And I, and to me, uh, I, I don't want it to be about me. I feel like there's that there's, it's almost should be, even though the song's about war and stuff like that, um, that, that I, I feel like it's like a, a national prayer. And that even the, I'm going to ignore the lyrics in a way and uh, just try to do the, the melody straight and very seriously and not try to grandstand and hit all these extra crazy notes or hit something really long or anything like that. I'm just going to go up there and I'm going to do it straight and I'm going to try to mean it. You Does know? it make you feel any better to know that that melody is originally a drinking song? Uh, yeah, no, that's why I love that. I mean, that's what makes me be like, I'll do the anthem. It's an old drinking song. Like, mm-hmm. why not? Even though they put war lyrics to it, they put a bunch of other lyrics to it over the course of time. So anyway, my, I, I'm a, appreciate the opportunity, you know, that, that comes Chris. Thanks to Chris over at South Bend Cubs who runs that. Uh, if you don't follow at, at SB Cubs, you should because it's a great uh, Twitter follow for Cubs fans, of course, that want to follow the minors. But he's the one that did it all, and I don't want to disappoint him. So I'm not going to go up there and do some grandstandy-ass thing or hit what Mesmer's note or something like that. Or, you know, because everybody be like, that's the Mesmer way. I want to make my own way, uh, which is just to do it just straight. As straight as possible. Do it to the sort of Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> I can't oh, wait. Okay. To Can see you see? I, I really <laughs> by need By the dawn's light. Yeah. <laughs> Here in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, trust me, like, I'd love to do the Enrico Palazzo sometime as well. <laughs> And the bombs in the air. But you know, you got to you got to get your foot in the door. You got to do it right a few times, or nobody lets you come back. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. This is a yeah. 
the only one time to make the first impression. So I hope everybody uh, comes in and supports me. That would be really awesome to see you all there. Um, so I do want to, what does that say? Yeah, it's uh, it's go South Bend Cubs. Backwards. Oh, oh, I got you. Come on, Cap. <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know what it is. <laughs> so uh, let's do some TFCs and uh, we'll get out of, get out of here. Uh, well, we got to do the, the contest, too. But uh, I did I forget to put my TFC? Oh, no, no, I, I do. I, actually, I'm going to just do uh, the one. Does anybody else? You have one, I, right, I Michael? Have one. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm just going to do this one. Um, this comes from a Cleveland uh, Guardians fan who has this to say on Twitter. He said, "Sorry, the Cubs and their in quotes their kind and loving fan base will forever be despised after they stole home field in 2016 by buying all the damn tickets." Game seven would have gone differently in front of a ballpark filled with tribe fans. So the shutout makes me happy. <laughs> Did they not know where to go to buy the tickets? <laughs> like, tickets I, aren't allowed. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure Ticketmaster is not allowed in Cleveland or yeah. MLB tickets or whatever they were using back then. Yeah. That's a very embittered Cleveland-esque comment. Yeah. And what's just, amazing is that Danny bought two of those tickets. Exactly. How yeah. <laughs> dare you, Danny? <laughs> oh my Sorry. God, you've outed yourself for the. They'll come after you now. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Michael? Uh, so, uh, this one is actually well. I just want to put that up again, just because it's fun. Excellent point. Um, and then this one, uh, Bill Sugas put in. Uh, the discord chat today during the smiley meltdown <laughs> and it is the, it is the choking sign like the sign you see on the wall where it <laughs> teaches you how to do the heimlich to somebody are you choking <laughs> call 911 if the person can't speak or breathe <laughs> <laughs> this is so good because there's no like you didn't say anything about it he just posted it just post it the, the heimlich sharply inward and upward Whoa. the heimlich <laughs> maneuver cubs well i i can't i have to say that no uh picture really re- encapsulates this week of cubs baseball more than this one right here i don't know if you oh, remember Christ. this particular <laughs> yeah. play where a ball kind of fell between four cubs uh, you the know, fact just- that this is not a picture of the pittsburgh pirates is just personally offensive to me but it is art, though. Like, I do kind of want a Renaissance painting of it. <laughs> <laughs> I might yeah. have to ask ChatGPT to do this for me. Um, art, but make it sports on Twitter. Send it to them. Yeah, I, sure. I, I might need it. So uh, so we're going to give away a hashtag chance postcard in the chat. And we're also going to pick a number for the Amazon prize of the month. If you want to, all you got to do is if you shop on Amazon, just shop through our links. And then we, uh, we can see the products that get bought. And then those products have numbers. And then uh, you'll be eligible to win something every month just for helping us out by uh, giving us a little bit of scratch. And more importantly, we get tiny, 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 tiny percentages 
of those purchases. Well, that's why I said it. I'm not to tell you. And you know what that money goes to? Tickets and beer. Tickets and beer. (laughs) Well, we got $14 last month. So, um, so we got almost a beer. Yeah, almost, almost a beer at Wrigley. And uh, definitely a ticket. That's for sure. And the the winner is number nine. Number nine. Nine. Bobby Baez. Nine times. Yeah. And that corresponds with this right here. And it is, uh, oh man, I think Artie won again because I know he's a Funko Pop collector. Number nine, Funko Pop Monsters Inc. Sully with with B is all I got. Probably here, but... with Boo, Sully and Boo. Oh yeah. So Aww. whoever whoever ordered the Funko Pop, you also won yourself this uh, handy dandy little cute thermos. Oh, man. you can display the Nick them right Madrigal together. Thermos. Yeah, it does kind of look like Nick Magical. His hamstring. Somebody said that in the chat. I'm ripping somebody off. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> It does. Oh, yeah. Somebody Artie so says not me. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Well, wh- whoever did it, you you win and just contact me and I will send you your very own cute little thermos. And then uh, the, the final competition that we have is uh, chance. chance. And I'm just pulling that up here. Here we go. We've got. Oh, <laughs> there's doesn't seem like there's anybody in the chance. All right, hold on. I've been seeing people do it. Yeah, let let me let me let me refresh it. Let me refresh it because this happened once before and it did end up working. Okay, I'm going to give everybody five seconds to get in there. I think there's more than five entries though. Everybody, post your hashtag hashtag chance chance again, just in case it did work. If not, uh, if you got in there. Congratulations. You got a 20% chance of winning. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I don't know what happened there. The little issue. But maybe this works anyway. Here we go. Oh, that's more than five people. Don't you think? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And the winner is Joey. Two Joey! weeks in a row. Wow, two weeks in a row. Yeah. That means that's that is one full postcard of hope and another full postcard of doom. <laughs> and that's what and i you know what, you know what you should do danny you should start uh r- taking the poems that we got and just writing the poem on the postcard and sending it out and just random poem for these people yeah. from this poetry contest poems, poems of hope and doom i poems think of- I, maybe in the off season we do ranters pen pal and everybody just writes each other poems <laughs> and ma- mails each other postcards. We'll keep the postal business in business by ourselves. So am I missing anything? No, that's the show. Why don't you come and hang out on the discord afterwards? We'll be there for a little bit. Uh, we let you talk about what you want to talk about for once. I want to, uh, first of all, thank Sandra for coming on. Uh, we at once again and reading your awesome poetry and helping us. Helping us uh, run through all the ranchers' poetry. Really appreciate you. Um, IFG, it's always a pleasure. Michael Cotton, as always. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sandy. Always a pleasure. IFG, Michael. As always, yeah, there you you're, are. Just, you're, there, you're there every you're fucking there every day. Just, it's like you just keep on showing up, don't you? I'm here every show. <laughs> I got fired four <laughs> years ago. Still got nothing better to do, to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus Christ, I thought you'd be gone by now. So, <laughs> uh, we would have found somebody else, but yeah, just here there, there you are. Oh no, he's tried. They all leave. Because <laughs> of you. Because of you every time. I'm the only one. <laughs> Keep on sticking here. Then he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. He's yeah. like, "Well, nobody sticks around because of cotton, but cotton's the only one that sticks, sticks around. around." So, so uh, I don't yeah, know what to do. Yeah, the sound of one <laughs> podcast clapping. So, um, all right, I'm going to play a song about another disappointing team. It's the Cubs of 1969. It was nice. be- before our time, and. Um, Anyway, I just thought it was an appropriate song. Off the new album, by the way, the album still available at uh, sunrancher.com. And uh, Spagog, everybody. Thanks for uh, hanging out tonight. Spagog! Spagog! When Billy and Ernie and Ronnie and Glenn took everyone for a ride and Fergie and Randy and Kenny Holtzman had Chicago on their side. The day the astronauts walked on the moon, they beat Philadelphia twice. And the New York Mets were five games behind. The Cubs of 69 They got castigated by Leo the Lip They played no home games at night Jenkins enhanced 300 and each pitched It put their shoulders on ice While hippies at Woodstock made love in the mud The Cubs split four games with the Giants And the New York Mets were eight games behind The Cubs of 69 The Cubs of 69 They were the Cubs of 69 The greatest second place team of all time Never led again after September 9th The Cubs of 69 The Cubs of 69 Second place team of all time Never left
six Pagey was out on the slide Holtzman shut down Atlanta with no hits The starters were getting so tired Bill Regan pitched in almost half of the games Neil Diamond sang Sweet Caroline The Cubs ended the season eight games behind The Cubs of 69 They were the Cubs of 69 The greatest second place team of all time Never led again after September 9th The Cubs of 69 Hey! The